Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from snowy Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, a podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, plural marriage, as the Mormons call it, right. and uh, and some uh, updates from the Mormon church on their own version of, of their history. The various things yeah. that come along with... Yeah, the, kind of interesting. We're going to have another little Mormon moment on the show. Their quirks. They've done it again. Yeah. They have done it again. That's what's happened. Yeah. Is that they've... I mean, uh, well, they, they caught our attention again. That's yeah. for sure. They're still doing it. <sighs> as long as they catch being, my attention. Being mostly honest. Weird. Yeah, about it's, their history. It's, it's, it's unnatural. <laughs> it's unnatural, and I and I don't approve of it. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just it's just unsettling. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm I'm starting to question everything about about our our fair state. I know, right? Because uh, I don't know if y'all were on our Facebook page or if y'all paid any attention to like any the news news outlet in the world. <laughs> but uh, are there are gay folks getting married here in Utah? In Utah, Utah. It's the reddest of the red states, you know. Well, us in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. When, what if this happens in Oklahoma, too? Um, I don't will... think you'll see uh, quite exactly what happened in Salt Lake County with the, the <laughs> district attorney running to the county clerk and saying, you have to start doing this right now. Right. No, or, Which was amazing. Or the mayor, like I'm the mayor of Salt Lake City, <laughs> just promising to do uh, to, to marry people all through night Through the long. night, if yeah. he had to. Yeah. Yeah. Although, what what wasn't part of that? What what one of my friends learned was that mm-hmm. uh, you have that you have to have been to the clerk's office by seven, right? And gotten your yeah your, I mean, your certificate. Yeah, he would stay there as license. long as he needed to in order to f- marry whoever wanted to, whoever had, who their, had licenses. their license. Right. Yeah. My my friend had to go back. Oh. She she missed. She was there in line in time, but right. they they had to close down. Oh no! It was a shame. And they didn't open today, like they were trying to push them. To. Right. Although, um, which county did? One of the counties did. Like Box Elder opened today, and the mayor of Ogden was marrying people. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's Supposedly. so great. I saw that on on Facebook. So. Oh, that's cute. So who knows if that's confirmed. cute? Gay things are happening all over Utah. It's right a little crazy. It's it was, beginning to look a lot like gay Christmas. <laughs> it was wild. I um, a friend of mine and I actually went down to the uh, the county building. Yeah, to uh, just kind of take in the the moment. We were both pretty active, and you know, and it, when when the the amendment when the constitution the state constitutional amendment was passed to ban right. gay marriage. Right. So we were like, hey, you know, why don't we just go down and see it? Let's kind of bring it all full circle. And right. We'll probably see a lot of the same faces and. And whatnot, and uh, we just stood there and we watched. Well, I was watching a lesbian couple get married, and he didn't even realize it was happening right behind him. <laughs> and uh, and I, and he was like, "Well, let's go find somebody who's getting married." And I'm like, "You mean like the people right there?" And he turned around, and in the span of time that it took for for the the man officiating the, the marriage to say, um, "I now pronounce you a married couple," <laughs> um, Chet turned around and looked back at me, and his eyes were just like overflowing he was just weird and it was just like this like he was like what are you talking about (gasps) (laughs) it was truly unbelievable well there you go i mean who'd have thunk it i know this one snuck up on us (laughs) i mean we knew that that there was was out there we knew that there was a a, uh that i i knew that there was a lawsuit in progress yeah 
But you never know if a lawsuit's going to be a big lawsuit or if it's going to wind up being some technical thing that they just managed to shuffle off without actually yeah, dealing with I mean, it. Or I, I had read about it, and I, I knew that it was coming up and that it could be pivotal. Right. But it was the timing of it. Um, the, the judge had given himself um, the self-imposed deadline of January 7th. So right. that's, everybody was just expecting it to happen in, in the new year. Right. Nobody was ex- – and in fact, um, Channel 2 had all their flunkies – like nobody was expecting a big news day right before right, like, right. taking off for a week for Christmas. <laughs> and so it was like the flunky staff at Channel 2. And right. they were just like, oh, we got to – it's emotionally emotional down here. That's right. Someone did say emotionally emotional on the news. That's some, uh, One of the reporters said emotionally emotional. That's uh, some good reporting there, <laughs> kids. Way to go. But anyways. Not that, not that you know, I mean, I have this podcast and – Lord knows I've flubbed a turn of phrase or two. Oh, well, we all do. But it's I'm, bound to happen. I'm not on the news. No. I'm not coming up with emotionally emotional. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, along a similar line, oh, yeah? because that's not one of our stories today. It's not, actually, no. Uh, one of my stories is, though, another ruling that happened here in Utah recently. Yeah. Which uh, which was Judge Clark Waddup's mm-hmm. uh who uh, who ruled on? Now you know this show, Sister Wives, the t- the television show on TLC. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was about uh, a a some fundamentalist Mormons, uh-huh. uh, fundy Mormons, fun <laughs> fundy Mormons, fun fundy Mormons as their fun fun Mormons, fun Mormons. <laughs> no, that's us. That's former Mormons. Fun Funmans. Funmans. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I love I love a good bag of fun funmans. <laughs> fun mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, they so so it's about it, the show is about a man and his what four wives, four wives, yeah, and uh, and you know they, they, that's not that's that hasn't been legal. That's not a that wasn't a no, legal thing the, for him to do, right? Um, because we had because Utah passed some pretty strict anti polygamy laws. Yeah, it's part of becoming a state, right? <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, at at that time, and we're talking late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen mm-hmm. hundreds. Yeah. At that time, there were, you know, people in back east, you know, in Congress, were lumping polygamy together with slavery as the two great abominations of our land, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Right, right. Um. So so yeah. In order to for the for Utah to get statehood, they really had to crack down and make some pretty strict laws. Well. Uh, you know, when a guy, so those, those laws haven't been strictly enforced for a long time. No, the, um, there's sort of just been a gentleman's agree. agreement yeah, of sorts. Exactly. That, that the attorney general will just kind of look the other way. Right. Because, uh, yeah, it be, because there's a lot of Mormons and I, I, I don't know why, because, because why? I think because it's so prevalent. Because it is because it is out there. I mean, it's I, the estimates there, that I've but... heard is that there's sixty thousand um, polygamists living in Salt Lake Valley alone. Really? Yeah, sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Yeah, they're very good at not. I mean, the Salt Lake Valley is only a million. One of the kids who um, who uh, worked on my last film, a production assistant, is from a polygamous family. Yeah, we're all in, we were in the car driving to one of and the shoots, and, and that's just the Salt he's, like Lake telling Valley. us all about it. And wow. he's just a regular run of the mill kid, and it's just like, what the yeah. hell? Like, 
Yeah, you've not, you've, I, you've you, said you, comments about polygamy, right? To probably polygamists, right? I mean, it's it's that it is one of those things, yeah. and you and you and they blend in. some of that's, them. That's some the of them, like Salt Lake Valley uh, polygamists, do blend in. Yeah, they just look like sort of Mormons, really. Yeah, basically. But uh, yeah, you get you get down to Southern they have Utah. Inbred face, but that's, <laughs> oh my god, no, I'm totally. <laughs> no, they, they don't. They, they don't. fully blend in. But when you when you go down to Southern Utah and you go into one of the polygamous communities, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the difference on Big Love. If anybody of you, if any of you watched Big Love, it really is that stark of a difference. Oh, yeah. You go down there and the women have the big bangs and they're right. they're all in the floral dresses, right? And the men all look crazy and yeah yeah anyway um well so so this time you know you can't break a law on tv regularly every week <laughs> and, and expect to get away with and it and let the gentleman's agreement stand that's bre- <laughs> that's the breach of the gentleman's that, agreement yeah, yeah that so is, uh, so they they sued him they, they you know they took him they 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 i they they decided that it was that they would pursue it and mm-hmm. the judge ruled that Utah's cohabitation laws, which mm-hmm. were part of the the anti polygamy anti polygamy yeah. laws, were uh, a violation and yeah. and and unconstitutional, huh. and he struck it down. Wow. So, so technically, what this means isn't that uh, polygamy is suddenly legal in Utah, but right. what it does mean is that polygamy is that. Uh, so you can't. I can't go and get. I'm a married man, but I can't go and get married. You know, get some uh, more marriage certificates and get married to three or four other people no, that legally. Would be bigamy. That would be against the law. Right. However, I can have another woman live in my home. Sure. Have sex with her. Yeah. You can have an open marriage. Right. right. That's fine. That's which? That's legal. It is fine. Yes. I now I personally I don't know where you fall on this. It's so funny because right now. There are people all over this country, due to this ruling, who are like, aha, you see? Gay marriage has led us back to polygamy. And they're just horrified by the whole thing. <laughs> I told you this would happen. Next, it's dogs. Right. This, we're, we're halfway down the, that slippery slope now. <laughs> Next, it's going to be horses, and pretty soon you'll be able to marry a tree and a monkey and, you know, buildings and stuff. But the truth is that I think polygamy's fine. I technically have no trouble with polygamy. You know, if it's and I, I kind of feel the same way. If it's out, I I think if it's out in the open, right, it's sanctioned in, in maybe in some sort of way, um, or at least not criminalized, right. Which is basically what happened. This was a decriminalization of the polygamy laws, right. And so, what ends up happening in that scenario is there the, the polygamists aren't hiding. And so the light of day can shine upon them and their situation. Exactly. And so like because if a woman is being abused, it's much easier to, to protect that woman. If, right. children, if there's if if a family's not if there's children living in poverty and they're they're abusing the welfare system, it becomes much more easy to figure that out. And if if you know somebody if some gross family wants to marry their fourteen year old girl to a fifty four year old man Hello. It's a lot harder to do. We can shine a light on it. Exactly. Yeah. Which we can't do when the gentleman's agreement means that the, our law enforcement doesn't even go into these communities. Right. And, and that stuff's more the sort of southern Utah thing. But it, but it happens, and it's really scary. Right. So, uh, but, you know, so while I, but while I agree with you that, that there is this idea that, uh, 
that uh, it will shine the light on on what, how they're acting. Mm-hmm. I also wonder. I also feel like there's um, there's an important uh, other idea, which is just adults should be allowed to make contracts with other adults in the ways that they want to. Sure. And I just don't see any reason why I have any say in who you marry mm-hmm. or who, you know, who you and your spouse marry right. or just like, you know, if you guys all want to enter into an agreement with each other, I don't necessarily understand why. Right. But who the fuck am I to say anything about? Right. It? I mean, but I mean, well, I definitely don't have any problem with people sort of setting up those arrangements on their own. Mm. I, I, I mean, what is the, what is society's interest in, in making it legitimate? Is there one? Well, you know, I guess my question it, is, it, what is, is society's interest in not, in, 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 in restricting it? No, I know. And that's, you have to figure out both of those. Right. The, the answer to both of those questions is that there probably isn't much interest in, in denying it. And I don't I, know. You know, and I it, really haven't thought about it in legitimate terms. I've always just sort of been. One who's like, well, who cares if they're over there? And then right. I just want to also say I probably way overstated 60,000. I've heard numbers before. That one, it's the more I'm thinking about it doesn't really ring true. Okay. Um, and doing some really quick stuff. I found numbers about 40,000. Oh, it doesn't okay. seem to be limited to Salt Lake Valley. Oh, okay. So, so that might what, be more of a yeah. statewide number. Okay. That makes more sense yeah. to me. That yeah. sounds about... Yeah. A, about like where and, I was and again thinking. that for, again this is really quick just internet sure punch 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 punch, punch stuff okay. so if anything if we if we figure out an actual number we'll post it on the facebook sure page. or we won't care or if somebody <laughs> wishes to figure yeah, it out if, you, for if us. you want to do some demographic <laughs> research if you go happen ahead. to know let us know go ahead <laughs> i mean but but yeah I, I think i think that it it would be the, the part of the issue is that we don't know what benefit or cost this could have on society right. because we're not looking at it. We refuse right. to look at it because it's wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be sitting here today, the day after <laughs> gay marriages were being performed in Salt Lake County offices, to be like, oh, pigs <laughs> don't get it. Right. Yeah. I have a hard time with it, and Absolutely. I know that like. The the conservative argument is well next thing's going to be political and they, actually I read a thing where there were like conservative uh, types who were sort of um, in a sense not rejoicing but like kind of gleefully pointing out see we were right uh-huh. gay marriage is spreading across the land and look at this polygamy has been decriminalized yeah like next. what what's next <sighs> people just having sex for fun oh my god where we need to bring back the sodomy laws. We need to bring back. We need to just criminalize fun. <laughs> Everyone's having way too much fun, and and you know who society is, and you know just... who's not having fun. All those conservatives. They did. They did the right thing and married someone that they didn't really like very much, and stayed with them, and that was fine. All right. Well, are you are you finished with yeah. your yeah? Um, I have something, um, this is a survey that just came out about Christmas. Ooh. And so there was a poll put out in the, in, the, in, in, in the field as, as it were. Um, and there's some really interesting, uh, numbers that come out of it. Um, I like polls. I don't know why, but I just like numbers about, stati- you, know, you, you want metrics on I our want, society. I do, or you kind of do. I like to know where <laughs> things are. Um, but anyways, um, 
so it's looking at Christmas and the celebration of Christmas and views on Christmas from religious and non-religious Americans. Mm. Um, and so we'll just start with some like war on Christmas numbers. Um, oh, yeah. is how they kind of categorize that section. Um, 49% of Americans ag- agree that stores and businesses should greet their customers with happy holidays or season's greetings instead of Merry Christmas. Um, only 43% disagree with that. Hmm. So there's a larger number of people. So, so you know, it, um, that totally belies the message that I've gotten from Fox News. And so it must not be true because Fox News is very clear about the fact oh, that that, let that me tell you, everyone in the there's world. There's a reason why they keep saying, why, why they keep stirring this up every year. Um, because in 2010, a similar uh, poll found that um, only 44% preferred uh, <laughs> businesses using the less religious greetings. Um, and so that's up five points. Well, there you go. They've, they've, you they've, know. they've won their five points. Yeah. So it's, we're, hey, we're winning. Um, the poli- <laughs> it, and what's interesting, um, this is not surprising. 61% of Republicans favor using Merry Christmas. Hmm. Um, and 58 Democrats say the opposite. Mm-hmm. And then kind of straying from the war on Christmas, there's just some, some interesting things about... Um, 84% of Americans report that they celebrate Christmas and no other holidays during December, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're like, fuck Flag Day. I'm not celebrating that. 84 That would be a surprising number. Uh, 6% celebrate Christmas along with some other holidays, such as Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or okay. Winter Solstice. 6% celebrate some other holiday, but not Christmas. Mm. And 5% say they do not celebrate any holiday in December. Oh. Who are these sad, sorry souls? They're just, they're miserable. Ah. Just sad little creatures. Sad. But here's the deal. Um, among American uh, Americans celebrating Christmas this year, most will celebrate it as strongly religious. Oh. As a strongly religious holiday, meaning yeah. 40, 42% of them. Oh. Only um, 42? As a strongly religious holiday. Oh, okay. As a somewhat religious holiday, 31%. Oh, okay. And, uh, but more than a quarter... 26% of Americans celebrating Christmas this year will do so as a largely non-religious holiday. Yeah. A quarter of, of people are just, it's a cultural well, thing. It's a cultural holiday. That I lines celebrate up, Christmas. That lines up with, uh, although not really, 25, about 25% of Americans are in the nuns category. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got the people that claim Christianity and then don't really give a fuck. So Right. And so how are people celebrating Christmas? This is interesting. Okay. Um, you get your tree. 79% report the most po- the, the the biggest thing yeah. that people do to celebrate <laughs> Christmas in this country. 79% report their family watches Christmas movies. Oh yeah, well, during the holiday. Yeah. Uh 59% say that they will attend religious services. Hey. Sure. More movie watching than than church going. That's yeah. good. And uh, fewer the fewer of those celebrating Christmas will read. Oh, okay. Um, the only thirty six percent will read the Christmas story from the Bible. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, it still seems shockingly high. But a- Andrea's family does that every year, and it's just uh, it, it. You get bored. Oh, it's awful. I've heard it a million times. Ah, I already know what. Yes, you went on the donkey and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, no room at the inn. Unless, you know, it's Robert Peterson's voice saying it at Temple Square. <laughs> What's the point? 
Well, what's interesting is an equal number will read uh, "Twas the night before Christmas." Sure. So hey, yeah. do that. That's nice. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Um, that now, also gets boring. Only forty nine percent of Americans say they believe the story of Christmas. How many? Forty nine percent. That is the Virgin Birth. Uh, angelic proclamation of the shepherds, the star of Bethlehem, all of those, those are actual historic events. 49% believe that it actually happened. That's, um, I'm kind of shocked by that number. 40 that seems shockingly low. 40% say that it is a theological story to affirm faith in Jesus Christ. Huh. Interesting. And then this number, 11% say, oh, they're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see nuns. People in the nuns category just with going the not into sure. 40%. Oh, okay. But it's just the, it's theology, yeah, right, yeah, to, sure. to promote faith in Jesus. I'd probably answer it that way, to be honest. Yeah. It's theology to promote. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, I, I lose nothing in saying that. Um, and uh, what's interesting is that um, over the last decade, that number of people who believe that it's a real like historical event is 18% of uh, – 18 – Percentage points lower now mm. than it was 10 years ago. I'll be damned. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, a third of Americans uh, shopped on Black Friday. <laughs> Actually went out and shopped on Black Friday. Well, there you so go. Just some fun numbers that's, about Christmas. That's really how Christmas you celebrate holiday. Christmas. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. You go out and you uh, consume. You consume like a say, mad person. I would say don't even do that. No, that, that that's un-American. Franklin. <laughs> I'm not helping How the dare economy. You? So How? I mean, I'm a terrible American. No, of course I've 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 purchased gifts. Yeah, but I did it on Amazon. Well, I'm not actually going to go out and and like fight the crowds. And, I kind of although I have a last minute gift idea for Brent that I might every every store for, but it's a local store. It's not a big box okay. store. And, every year I want to. I, I I'm tempted to go to like a Walmart and just oh, just watch awful. just to watch it's the just, just go there whenever they're going to open. You know, midnight on. And just stand back away. and watch. Yeah, and you just, won't get or, stabbed if you're standing back, right? Or just back far enough that your, you know, that your phone can videotape anything that's They'll going kick down. Kick you out. Oh yeah. Well, you you just got to get it up there just in time. We need we need uh, um, our friend new name Noah. <laughs> yes, help us out. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hide that camera. So the Pope did an interesting thing. This, you know, the Pope's been saying a lot of shit that rocks a lot of boats. And, oh. and, and I, you know, I, we don't report on all of them. Because he says so much. Because he says so much. Yeah. And, and because, you know, I'm more interested in when he does something than when he says something now. Because okay. he's been saying so many things that it's just like, okay, but where's, now it's time for action. Right. And, this one was just interesting to me. Be- I, I I don't know why. I mean, I've got a bunch of. I know why it was interesting. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I didn't read the story. Oh, stop it! <laughs> stop it! You guys all get why Frank's razzing me in a second. But I guess here's the thing. I have a lot. I I've been thinking about this a lot. I've got two new nieces nieces in the family. There's mm-hmm. babies literally all around me right now, everywhere. Literally, so many babies. My friend, my friends have all just had babies in the last oh year. My God. When are you gonna join suit? Stop it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> your, I think your mom would like to know the answer to that question. And my mother-in-law, and yes, <laughs> everyone wants to know when me and Andrea are gonna have a baby. And the answer is, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. Maybe, maybe. Um. Anyway, the Pope said, the Pope. Basically, was talking. He, he so the, here's the story. 
And I don't know. You know, these stories get so overblown that I don't know what the real story is. Mm-hmm. But he said that he was he, you know, was walking past a mother who was who was caressing a crying baby. And he, he said, I said to her, Madam, I think the child's hungry. <laughs> yes, it's probably time, she replied. Please give it something to eat, I said. What? That's uh, creepy. She, she was but shy. I, I actually just got a little creeped out. Yeah, I know. It, it's That's a creepy. weird way to word the story. Yeah. But, she, but he says, she was shy and didn't want to breastfeed in public while the Pope was, while the Pope was passing. I wish to say the, sh- the same to humanity. Give people something to eat. That woman had milk to give her child. We have enough food in the world to feed everyone. Now, that's a weird story. That is a weird story. But I do like the idea of, like, normalizing. I guess what I'm on, what I'm on about is that I like the idea of normalizing breastfeeding. It's mm. such a bullshit thing that, that women in this country and around the world, apparently, right. are shying away from, like, the most natural thing in the world. Right. They're covering it up. They're blah, blah, blah. People are shaming women who breastfeed in public. It's like, are you kidding me? Hmm. It's, first of all, in spite of you making fun of me about it, there's nothing sexual about that. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no, and there's nothing, like, sexy. There, it's not like I'm going to be looking at a breastfeeding woman and be like, oh, yeah. You never know what creep is like. Getting off on... Right. Well, part of the deal is, if we normalized it, it would be normal, and, not, the, and there'd be fewer creeps. Fewer creeps. Creep, mm. Creeps get off on creepy things. If it's normal, it's not creepy. <laughs> if it's normal, it's not like this thing. There are still people that have shoe fetishes. That's true. So, what, so, we, so, so we... Shoes are so fairly Should we, should we eliminate shoes these days. from our society? No! Well, That's then, not what I'm saying. Right, but what I'm saying is like we can't cater our society... To trying to avoiding creeps, <laughs> we just make a normal society, and then when creeps pop up, we deal with it as it comes. I deal with the okay, that's fine. I just I I, I don't know. I have I, no real feelings one way or the other about it. Like really, I, no. I mean, like I I see no problem with the norm being a woman being able feeling free in a public space. Mothers usually have a bag with stuff in it. Right. One of those things is often a little blanket. Yeah. And to just throw a little blanket over her shoulder, it's private, but it's still out in the open. And I, because my sense is a lot of people even have problems with that. But they have problems yeah. with it happening just like out on the anywhere, right? Even when it's covered up. Even when it's covered up. And that I have a severe problem with. Right. You know? The whole just like whipping it out wherever you are. I mean, I, I, I appreciate sort of. In one, on one hand, I do appreciate the idea of like th- how free that is, right? I, I appreciate that 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 it's awesome, you know. It's a it's a normal, it's a function bodily function that feeds this child, nourishes right. this child. What could be more normal or natural than that, right? Right. And, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that our bodies do that we go into special rooms for. True, you know, and we, so. If a we society don't poop says, in front of each other, exactly right, and but and this that's isn't a norm- pooping. It's not pooping. You're right, but at the same time, normal the the norm is for women to cover their breasts. Yeah, and I, so if that's the norm, I have no problem with a woman sitting in the middle of a restaurant with a blanket over her shoulder breastfeeding. But at I, the same time, if it was with if, that. It, if I lived in a society where it was normalized, I wouldn't have a problem with it either. Right. If it was just like whoop, whip it out. 
Go for I, it. I don't have a problem with a woman covering it up. I just have a problem with a society that doesn't that would shame a woman if she chose not to cover it up. I feel that that's weird, and that that's the 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 we have just gone too wildly puritanical about bodies at that point. At that I point, we have just uh, gone off the deep end about bodies. So when a boob is in use, it's okay. I think so a boob is okay. Out, a out boob is okay. Open. Period. I frankly, I find it bizarre that 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 we're like freaked out about boobs. And then in a lot of places, like in New York City, technically boobs are legal. Did you know that boobs are legal? Yeah. A woman. A woman was like testing the theory. She, I saw. I read an article about about her like going to Central Park and just sunbathing with her top off and feeling really, really self conscious. Right. But it's not against the law. Yeah. Well, all right. I don't know. I just, I, I just find that weird. I, I, why, I just, why are we shaming boobs? I don't think that there should be shame about it. I think that the shaming of it is wrong. I just don't know that we need to go so far as to say, hey, you know, out in the open, great, awesome. I, when I, normally the norm is that they are covered. Like if you want to just be like, okay, well, women, it's in any situation where a man would feel free to have his shirt off, women should feel just as free, then maybe there's something... But but we don't live in that society. No, no. But I mean, I just think that 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 there's something different about feeding a baby. Well, there is. Yeah. Normally, a woman wouldn't have her boob out underneath a blanket in the middle of a restaurant. That would <laughs> right. be weird. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, and there are other considerations. A child is apt to be very hot on a hot summer's day. That's under, true. Under a blanket. That is true. You know, That's there, fair. there's there's a lot of there there are considerations. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. 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 All right. Fine. I, but uh, the real takeaway of the story is just that the Pope is creepy. <laughs> the Pope does not know how to talk to a mother and a baby. Oh, uh, that story will be told for centuries, though. Yes, indeed. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I love this story. Oh, yeah? What do you got? I love this story. Uh, let me see. Where's the... the st- this is coming to us from myfoxdc.com. Ooh, fancy. Ooh-wee. Um, the headline says, Church is using GPS to keep track of baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is this like one of those things where like air traffic controllers track Santa through the sky? No, no. <laughs> I wish it was that. Where's baby Jesus? Oh, he's in Bethlehem. He's in New Jersey. He's still in Bethlehem. <laughs> the hell are we talking no. about here? Okay, so there's been a problem of late. Maybe for, ever since there have been public or, or nativities placed out in front of churches, right? Yeah. Uh, nativity scenes. Um, as long as that tradition has been occurring, there have been juvenile delinquents or just delinquents in general yeah. who steal the baby Jesus. <laughs> okay. Or any number sure. of, of the... F- of the participants, right. right? They just, they just, it's what you do. Take off. There's, right? there's, and who doesn't want a baby Jesus <laughs> of their own in your frat right. house, yeah. decorating the walls? Oh, or... what happens to the baby Jesus? Oh yeah, you don't want to know. Be good. Beer pong off baby Jesus. <laughs> baby <Yeah>. Jesus pong. <laughs> well, um, a the owner of a, um, please go away, um, of Brickhouse Securities. Oh. In, uh, I believe, in Jersey City, New Jersey, <laughs> um, has said that uh, ha- has offered 
to give out free GPS devices <laughs> to qualified religious institutions. <laughs> they can then implant the GPS into the baby Jesus, and unbeknownst to the frat boys, <laughs> the, the authorities can track down baby Jesus yeah. and return him to his crush. Lojack baby Jesus. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, you should call it baby GPS. Uh-huh. Oh, I, that's... I like I like this. Uh, do do they offer that for like giant menorahs as well? <laughs> Is there a promise? But giant menorahs going. There going wasn't. Missing? There was one in Salt Lake City that was that was uh, vandalized. It was broken. Where? Uh, what's what's the? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what which temple. Oh, it was, but Kolami. That's where it happened. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. something like that. Yeah, yeah, and then some somebody just. And what was sweet is that the uh, the rabbi didn't go to the this is anti-Semitism place. Mm. He actually said, you know, there's a bar down the street. It was probably just somebody drunk who just broke it. And, oh. and probably, it probably had nothing to do with anti-Semitism. We have no reason to believe that it was actually anti-Semitism. Right. I think that's a pretty mature stance. That is a pretty mature stance. I thought that was huh. good. Wow. Anywho. But, uh, has uh, anyone, have, would, have they caught some, I, some baby thieves, I, some Jesus thieves? That part of the story is not included in this <sighs> story. Uh, that I that I saw. Um, the story um, posted. When did it post? Um, just uh, just yesterday. Okay. So there we have will been keep no you up to date. Up- updates. Jesus yet. Watch 2013. Findmyjesus.com. See, that's that's what they needed to do. Just put some iPhones in there. Yeah. And then they problem just, solved. Problem solved. But I like this better. This is <laughs> this is Jesus Lojack. I like it. Uh, yeah, that that it's a very important thing. Jesus's don't they're not free. No. They Churches are, spend a lot of money on these nativity scenes. Right. If you want a good for the one. benefit of everyone. For the benefit of everyone. Do you do, do you know the the, the little crash that's over the, the the little nativity scene that's over on ninth west no the, the people that every oh, year oh, yeah, yeah, in front yeah. of their okay, house yes, yes, they yes, put yes. a little a little about. um pop-up little, right. what, what are those things called just the um, little pop-up canopy right little. and then they decorate it all with lights and then they put they make that's like the the stable mm-hmm. and then they do the nativity scene yeah, it. it's I remember adorable that. i, I <laughs> you know what i've just realized here's what i've just realized now there's a story about low jacked baby jesus's mm-hmm. Now, instead of vandals stealing their stuff, there's going to be like my impulse is to steal Lojack Baby Jesus and like keep putting him in various and sundry places. And just like <laughs> it's like a scavenger him. hunt of Jesus and We're, all of the yeah. main, you know, just take all of the people, right? And you know, get a group of friends together. Yeah. Everybody takes one. You have plans of where you're going to put them, yeah, and then you just strategically put them all over this Absolutely. all over the city and just oh, yeah. then it's fun yeah everybody gets to do a scavenger hunt and you get to well, go and find all and you, joseph is over and oh i, I you know it's it's geocaching it's geo it's, it's jesus, jesus caching. caching yeah <laughs> i was trying to get to it before you did uh, okay well there you go <laughs> because i knew you'd see that one <laughs> yeah indeed well that's delightful <laughs> um i'm gonna take us to the old world to the, Ooh, the to to the Holy Land. Mm, uh, there's always such good things that happen in the Holy Land. <laughs> Indeed. Well, so in Israel, there is an archaeological uh, dig, an excavation 
that was going on, an ongoing one of the uh, of the Solomon King Solomon era metropolis of Gezer, of Gezer, Gezer, G E Z E R. Wow, yeah. So that's I mean, apparently it's, metropolis like how big? Uh, big. I mean, they it was a it was a major trade route, mm. uh, like a hundred thousand people. I don't know that I have figures like that, unfortunately. Five thousand people. That seems like a major. There were major. There were four the billion people in this ma- in this <laughs> wow. thriving metropolis, and it disappeared. It just what gone. happened? I don't know. But here's what's more interesting. Okay. As they're doing it, suddenly underneath this city that they've been excavating, oh dear God. they find another city that what? that was under oh, that love from that. A, from you know. Even further back. Even further back, like a thousand years before that. Shut up. How crazy is that? Yeah. So they yeah. stacked up cities. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Um, apparently, they, they theorized that it served the same purpose. It was still the trade route. So, you know, mm. thriving metropolis type thing. But now we're back into like Iron Age 1 period, like 1200 to 1000 BC. Wow. Uh, so wow. I mean, and that's only like a couple hundred years, really, before this other geezer town starts popping up. So I don't know how you bury an entire city in a couple hundred years, but yeah, I could do it. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> the technology was much more advanced than we give them credit for. Again, it was a metropolis of five thousand people. Right, right. Oh, yeah, not that but, hard to but hide. Pretty, I mean, like pretty intense stuff. They found the city wall, and the city wall itself was like, what was it? It was. Several. It was several feet wide. It was like wow. meters wide of huh. the city wall that was around. So Isn't that amazing. Just a really. I mean, apparently, how, how crazy a dig is that? When you're like, "Hey, we finally got into the bottom of the city. This is great. Crap, there's another city. Oh, you guys, yeah. we got another city under this city. Very, very disappointing. It would be. You awful. figured your work was about done. Right. You'd right. Go home to the kids. Oh, you're like now you're you're there for another twelve hours. Yeah. It's like it's like when you when you finally restore the the. The Da Vinci painting, and then you mm. realize that there's another Da Vinci painting under that Da Vinci like, painting. Well, why did I do all that work? I don't know what I'm doing now. We just restored this. Um, like, we just I... discovered the city, and now there's another city? <laughs> what if there's another city under that? When does it stop? Now, that would be a thing. <laughs> that would be a thing. Three cities just stacked on top just, of each other. Yeah. It's like high rises of cities. Yeah. Probably not very high, though. No. No. Probably Quite low. <laughs> low rises. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. It's not really even like to do with anything religious other than they're saying they're associating the era of these cities with sort of mm. biblical eras. Mm. There's nothing religious in it. I just found it so fascinating that I liked it and I decided we would talk about it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, Dan. <laughs> um, well, I have a story. Good. About... Because that's your job. Yes. Um, about a man who we should show a lot of gratitude. Oh. Who passed away this week. Oh. Did you hear about this? Yes, I think I know where you're yeah. going. Harold uh, Camping. Oh, the that prognosticator. <laughs> prognosticators. Yes. Um, he, uh, in the sense that he did it often. Yeah. Not, not in the sense that he did it well. No. No, <laughs> he, just, he just predicted a lot. He was willing to predict. He, he, uh, he was the uh, radio host, for all of you out there who don't know who we're talking about, who... Um, what was it? Family, familyradio.com or something like that? Was the, that's not like Probably that. Probably an org. 
an ordinal org. Um, he, he it was a it was a sort of a, a evangelical Christian radio network thing. And boy, was but he, he fell popular. out of favor. He did fall a little out of favor with a lot of <laughs> evangelicals because of his propensity to make predictions about the end of the world. Well, especially and they never would come true. Especially the one that was three years ago. Yeah. about mm, about two that. and a half. Yeah, uh, where he he was so sure that he had done all of the biblical math exactly so that he knew <laughs> the date he knew the you know we're talking not just year we're not talking month we're talking to the day an hour right he knew when the world was coming to an end yeah. the rapture was going to happen god was going to hoover up all of the good people and leave all us shitty bad people behind right yeah. and earthquakes would happen and you know Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. To quote, yeah, a good movie. And then, uh, and then uh, you and I uh, decided that we would do a, a rapture watch. Rapture watch on Utah FM. Yeah, it yeah. was it was the precursor to this to the, to the podcast yeah. to this podcast. To thank God I'm atheist. Yeah, thank God I'm atheist exists partly mm. because of Harold Camping's yeah. wildly stupid prediction, <laughs> and it was so stupid. And yet so many people believed it that there were, I mean, I remember there were billboards up that were like, here's the date it's going to happen. Get ready. And people had oh, stuff, yeah. bumper stickers on their car. I don't know. People were into it. People were like, I was, and I wish I had the audio of, of, uh, of, of our little show. Oh yeah. I that do. Would, I had to have it somewhere. I don't uh, have it on my computer we'll, though. Well, maybe we'll post that on the Facebook That'd at be some fun. point. Yeah. If we, if at we least some clips. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Because like when Chris calls calls from what was it Kentucky or Kansas something. or something yeah <laughs> we, we had pretending like the rapture was happening there right right because it was, because us. it was again to happen at like six o'clock and so we right. just followed six o'clock across the yeah, country it wasn't clear Harold Camping was not clear about <laughs> when which six o'clock like which six o'clock right whose six o'clock it was right so we figured well in each time zone the world will end as it becomes six o'clock right exactly so we were <laughs> Oh gosh. Anyway. Well, there you go. He died. He's passed away. No more camping predictions. No. And I, you know, it would have been it would have been something if he had predicted his his own the end of his own world. Well, I mean, you know, he was 4,000 years old, so <laughs> it wasn't difficult to predict. Oh, he was 92. He uh he, he was married for 71 years. Wow. His wife is still alive. That is a patient woman. That is <laughs> Oh, God, you're not doing oh, another little... prediction, are you? Oh, Jesus. Well, okay, why? I predict that for dinner tonight, <laughs> we will have I prophesy. beef bourguignon. <laughs> nope. Am I right? Am I right? Nope. It's ah. macaroni and cheese. Ah. I think that it is funny that uh, he... he I, the, one, the most recent prediction of the end of, end of times was not his first. No. He had done it before in, like, what, the 90s or 80s or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, and it, it's amazing to me that you, can, that you can falsely predict the, the, the end of the world. I mean, the, the guy that started the Seventh-day Adventists yeah. did this. Falsely predicted the end of the world. Had them all on a hill. Yeah. Waiting for the Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I love the idea of everybody... All these believers up on a hill. Yeah. Because when do you walk back down the hill? <laughs> like somebody has to make the decision. Like this shit isn't okay. happening. Okay. Um, 
Do you guys feel like it's how still going to happen? How do we get out of We're here? We're like, it's, it was supposed to happen like 12 getting, hours ago. getting a little awkward. I feel weird about it. I'm going to go down the hill. No, don't go down. Don't go down. It may still sh- happen. I'm just going to make sure the rapture is not happening. I'm just, maybe our watches are wrong. I think I need to go down and just check the clocks. Can I just do that? Yeah. Because yeah, the exodus from that hill mm-hmm. has got to be literally the most awkward walk of all time. <laughs> Fuck the walk of shame across your campus after you slept spent the night at somebody else's uh, in somebody else's bed. Yeah. That's no that's well, nothing. Let, let's face it. Compared you, to the awkwardness. You probably have not kept your little mouth shut about this fact either. Oh, no. You've told your neighbors, you're trying you've told to warn your friends, everybody, your boss, you've told everyone. And now you're like slinking back to your life right and you're with, still there with all the other and assholes all the, all the people you had just said were evil and were going to be destroyed and you have to go be like can i have my job back right right <laughs> and all these other douchebags are up on the hill with you and you're all facing this reality of like going back to your family and friends mm-hmm. oh my god that i like somebody needs to write this script <laughs> Somebody needs to make that film. Maybe I'll do it because that's a damned fine. Yeah. Maybe a short film. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Could be down, really funny. Coming down from well, the, the hill. Simpsons had something like that, didn't they? Maybe I think they did. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's some fun stuff. <sighs> well, that's that's all well and good. If you have anything that you need to tell us um, yeah, about a few ways about your experience up on the hill. You can mm-hmm. you can do that. You can call us and leave a voicemail. That's four two four six 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 TGIA, which is four two four six 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 eight four four two. You can email us. Our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Right, or go on the Facebook page. Like, you know, like us there. That's just facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. And there's a conversation going on all week long. Right. And remember, uh, I'm going to remind everybody that there are multiple groups called Thank God I'm Atheist or Thank God I'm an Atheist on mm. Facebook. They are pretenders. <laughs> Find us. Frank and Dan. There's a big picture of us on it. Champagne glasses. Well, not champagne glasses, but champagne in wine glasses. Big wine glasses. Because we was getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna now listen to some audio. This is uh this is uh lovely. This is an what appears to be on YouTube an actual family conversation. It does seem legitimate. It looks. It's, it. I I don't hear the moment of an actor an actor pretending. No. So it's, so I don't it's either know. really good actors, right. Who are in the moment <laughs> or it's it's legit. Yeah. Um this is this is a, a, a cautionary Christmas tale. You're an atheist. Give me a fucking break, Michael. All right, you know what? We need to start going to church every week. I pass it. Bullshit. You got yourself confirmed and you said to the bishop. Yeah, but a lot can happen. You can think. Well, a lot can happen. All of a sudden, you can just quit believing in God? Yeah. All of a sudden, there is no God. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. You want to know there's no God? Then you're going to get absolutely nothing. Nothing for Christmas. Because that's what Christmas is about. It's Jesus Christ. Okay. No. It's not okay, Michael. It is not okay. A small price to pay for the, for truth for living honestly. Oh, 
first of all, that kid is brilliant. You're not getting Christmas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm prepared it, for that. No, it's not okay. <laughs> His mom come. She's like, don't go. call my bluff. How dare you call my bluff? Oh my god. That. A bit of a cautionary tale, really. Don't do it right before Christmas. Well, and don't, you know, again, we need to tell our young, our youthful listeners, yeah. things can go bad yeah. if you come out of Your the closet. Your mom might, you know, become unhinged. <laughs> Indeed. And not only that, you know... It may, you know, you need to judge your own family, but it may be prudent to wait until you have your own place to live and you're mm -hmm. out on your own. Right. And just you just keep it because to yourself you may, for a bit. You may, maybe you don't get kicked out, but your life could be a living hell. Your life could be made very bad. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Inclu including, but not limited to, no Christmas presents for you. Because <laughs> that's what Christmas is about. That's Jesus Christ. Right. So you don't. So I don't understand why, if it's about Jesus, do I get shh, gifts? Shh, shh, shh. You don't get presents. I thought the greatest <laughs> gift of all was was his sacrifice. <laughs> that's the that's the only gift I need. He came to this world. The same. <laughs> don't do that. You're creeping me out. <laughs> He, you gave me the Jesus shivers. <laughs> Ew. Is that like the pea shivers? It is. It is. Yeah. When you. Yeah. Anyway, um, we got some uh, correspondence from some lovely listeners. Mm. Um, Kellen wrote in to say, uh, "I, I love the podcast." And when I heard you talking about the temple being built, do you oh, remember yeah. we talked about this? The I the do, temple man. in what was it Philly or whatever Philadelphia and that's and the first one we talked about and then there were yeah and there was like a South Carolina temple right because we were talking about up. we were theorizing that you know if you restrict workers from doing things like swearing swearing or drinking coffee drinking coffee on a work site a cigarette you're you're gonna get some backlash and yeah. it's not gonna be obvious but. I theorized well, they'll that, find their way that in the walls there may be people writing some obscenities and stuff that, right. that you'll never see, the but makes the Lord cry. It makes Jesus sad. Anyway, he said, "I thought you might find it in." Uh, uh, I thought I thought you might find it funny. I'm working on the Provo City Center Temple, mm. uh, where ha where we have rules in place like no smoking, no smoking except in designated smoking areas, and no swearing, which no one follows or enforces. <laughs> <laughs> However, okay. a recent rule that was added a week ago was no chewing tobacco. Because when you say no, you can't smoke, most people switch to chew to get their fix during the day. Hmm. Now this rule, like no swearing rule, I have not yet seen enforced. But even if it was, the temple has been well coated with tobacco spit, both inside and out. <laughs> oh, God. Additionally, this, quote, sacred building has writing like you talked about it in areas that get covered, including the baptismal font, celestial rooms, and others. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. I think... I, oh, my God. I, I just... I'd like to say that my intuition is pretty good on stuff like this. And uh, <laughs> and that's... I That's a... <laughs> what's funny about this, about this temple is that Provo City already has a big temple, but mm -hmm. this was a uh, this was a, a tabernacle that burned, burned, burned down. A didn't, BYU didn't film down. crew. Oh, it no, was, it gutted the building. It gutted the, the walls. Building. Were, they were able to save the walls, right. the brick walls, the exterior walls. But yeah, BYU film crew <laughs> left a light plugged in, 
and burn the place down overnight when the thing shorted out or something. I, I don't know entirely what happened. And, and it's not really all that funny because the building itself, the Provo Tabernacle, was a really cool building. And, and it a was, historic. And it was used yeah. for, I mean, it was owned by the LDS Church. Yeah. But it was used for a lot of different civic you know, right. events, and it was kind of a centerpiece of, of the city. And to and to the church's credit, I think they decided to sit to tr- really work hard to save the exterior of the building. Uh-huh. So the exterior will remain the same, and that's right. I think that's lovely. And but, now they'll it'll did, but now it'll be a temple. You can't did go you in unless see you're... it after they had sort of excavated out the yeah. The, and it, it was just a building on stilts. Yeah, it was walls on stilts. Actually, there was no building. It was just the brick walls. Suspended, probably what two stories above oh, I the, I guess I didn't the excavated ground below it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was wild looking. Yeah. Like, it was really, really weird. I mean, it was like scaffolding or whatever. It so was they something. so they burrowed out underneath they, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that they could put a proper basement, I assume, I underneath it and parking garage or something. I don't know. I don't know what all went under went, went down or, there, but it was a big hole. That's probably where a parking the... garage, to be honest, considering how big of a hole it was. Yeah. It was a big hole. <laughs> the Mormons like digging holes. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. They love digging holes. They never know when they'll find some golden plates. Or... I know. No, they, they just <laughs> love it. BYU campus, there was always a hole being dug <laughs> when I was there. Constantly. Big, deep holes, you know. I don't, I don't even know what that means, but I do like the idea. The, downtown with the with the malls, yeah. they dug two of the craziest holes yeah. ever. Yeah. And there are downtown Salt Lake people. This is true. There are tunnels. That's true, too. Yeah. All around, f- leading from the apartment building where the prophet lives to the temple to the church office building. Church office building. Like, there's yeah. a system of tunnels yeah. underneath. And then a concurrent system of tunnels uh, that the mole people live in. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, thanks for writing, Kellen. Uh, Joe Joni wrote into us and said, uh, I listened to the latest episode and had a little input about Jesus, the Jesus CrossFit thing. <laughs> Because you and I went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, and there were yeah some wonderful images out there of of Jesus. Right. Yes, indeed. Kind of ridiculous. You can go to our breaking the cross like. Yeah, you can go to our Facebook page and see what Mackenzie came up with for that. (laughs) Apparently, we weren't the first to think of CrossFit being Jesus on a cross. Anyway, Uh, now. she says, I know it's not what you meant, but there is a faith gym in Barberton, Ohio. Oh, my. It may not have much similarity, but I thought it was funny. All you have to do is Google it, and there it is. A per- I personally have never been inside of it, but have driven uh, by it on many occasions. And I can confirm that it looks like a church on the outside. I don't oh. know how the- if they ever hold service, but I figured you guys would like to hear about it. Hmm. Anyway. All right. I just thought, I, I do think that that's funny. Yeah. It's go get ripped in service of the Lord. Yeah, bunch of fit people going to church. Together. Sure, sure. All of the like drinking, all the drinking fountains have like holy water pouring <laughs> out of them. <laughs> I was thinking more like Gatorade. <laughs> well, okay, maybe yeah. maybe that's their or, sacrament. Or, yeah, they, they, their Eucharist they take protein. Their Eucharist they is a protein pro- shake and a and a, and a, <laughs> a protein power wafer. bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible, right? I drink this protein shake in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Okay, bro? (laughs) Bro, what kind of sacrament are you doing? I'm on a, like a, I'm on get ripped sacrament. It's really, Mm -hmm. I've been, it's really been bulking me up. I'm really liking it. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, Christians like to work out, too. (laughs) 
Sure. Sure. Actually, they probably like to work out more than... Yeah. I wonder what the numbers are. I don't know. What is it the most like... fit religious or non-religious well, group? It's, see, if I were to judge just from my personal experience, uh-huh. I was much more frustrated as a religious person. Mm. So I imagine that going to the gym would be an outlet for that. Well, I will say this. BYU campus, <laughs> those kids have spent some time in the gym. Yeah. All boys, girls, doesn't matter. They're all just they're all in they're they're in good shape. They, because they're not allowed to have a lot, sex. Of, a lot of running. There's a lot of running on that <laughs> campus. And the, the gym is full, the, the little campus gym that you can go to. Also, half of these people have, full, have have gone full. off on a mission and come back a little a little a little, a little doughier yeah, than yeah, when they left. Yeah. So they need to work that off. <laughs> work off the the missionary pounds. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, so we had a, a an email also from our our, our friend Erica. Yes, uh, hi, from California, and uh, she wrote a, a an overlong email. Erica, we can't yeah. read the whole thing yeah. on yeah. the on the air. If you're yeah. gonna, you got to get to the point here. <laughs> but she said, but her question's interesting. So she said uh, she has a close friend who uh, had dropped off the map for four months or so, um, not returning her calls, emails, texts, etc. Finally, she uh, she wrote to Erica and told her the reason is because, quote, I rarely go onto Facebook, but it seems when I do, you have some snarky post about religion, and it mm. offends me. Mm. Okay. And she, uh, you know, she says that it was a surprise to her because, number one, she doesn't post that much uh, about religion, and number two, she's not, her friend's not very religious mm. a bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, she was, she was surprised to hear that this was a big deal to her. Mm. So she wrote an apology, and anyway, blah, blah, blah. The question is... Uh, do you want to have a friendship with people who aren't of your belief system? Yeah. Is it worth it to, uh, you know, is, is your non-belief? She says, part of me says, would you want other people, would you want other people to send out a verdict on you based solely on your religious views or beliefs? Hmm. Uh, as we are all unique, multifaceted people. And the other part of her says, your non-belief is such an integral part of who you are and how right. you think that it's important to find similar minds in order to have deep, meaningful friendships. Yeah. So she uh, she poses an interesting question yeah. to us. Well, I mean, I if if uh, if this is who you are, and this other person is so easily offended. Yeah. By basically who you are. I don't I don't know if that's a friendship that's gonna work anyways. You know what I mean? Like sure. Like I, I think that I think that friendships with religious people can work. Mm-hmm. Hasn't I haven't really sought any of those out in my own life. <laughs> but you know, like I, I do have people in my past who I still feel um friendly toward mm-hmm. who are still religious. Sure. You know. We don't hang out, but we don't spend a lot of time together. They're not my core group my but what's interesting is in my core group i'm i know where i know really well where some of some of my friends stand but i have to say that i wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them like was like well you know i mean i don't know i believe in something sure you know sure i don't know i don't know we definitely have a few friends like that yeah 
but they're but they sort of fall in, way into the nuns. Right. They're not. My they're not going to need church to be nuns. <laughs> See, and I have some friends who are religious, and I I like that about mm. my friendship, my my mm. friend base. Right. I like. Here's one of the things that I think about. I feel I'm I'm of two minds. First mind is. You know, if you want to be snarky about religion, you have every right to be snarky about religion. Right. And, you know, those who can't handle it, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine not to have great relationships with them. But then I think to myself, isn't it good for us to be... Oh, I just punched my microphone stand. Isn't it good for us to be, uh, as a group, more interested in, uh, in a society getting along... Yeah, then it fine. is. Yeah, and my, I think my, that, my, I think my that objection what... to having and and it's not even an objection; it just hasn't happened. I don't have religious folk in my in my core right. group of people. But I mean, I, what I was getting at is that is that I think that society getting along counts on plurality. Yeah. Counts. You've got to have people that you that you disagree with and that disagree with you, so that you learn how to have fruitful interactions. Right. And I would say to Erica, You're, you'll probably have those people though at work. They're not necessarily your friends. Yeah. I mean, plur- having that sense of pluralism does does not require you to have those people close to you. No, being respectful of others and their 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 religious beliefs. You don't have to. Like I deeply respect others and and and. Who who believe differently than me? As long as they're respectable people, right? You know what I mean? Like like yeah. If I, if they're acting in a respectable manner, yeah. And but here's the other thing: I think that our group, I think that atheists in general, the atheists, you know, the out and proud atheists that I know, are not overly careful about being part of society. I think a lot of them are snarky in a way that's offensive, mm. in a way that it would offend me seeing them do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, I I think. Even though, even if I agree with you, mm-hmm. let, this is civil society, right. and there's 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 reason for civility, mm-hmm. and there's and it's good to be civil. So I like having I like having people on in my Facebook feed who are going to be offended if I say some something shitty, mm-hmm. because it makes me think, oh shit, you know what? I probably shouldn't say that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I probably shouldn't say that, you know, t- publicly. I probably should be civil, and I should consider I should question myself. If I'm saying, why, you know, why do I need to say this? Is there a nicer way to say this? Am I being closed-minded? Well, right, but she, the thing that I, that Erica sort of points out is that she's, she's not taking a stance of attacking religion, which is what her friend is accusing her of, right? No. Well, I, and I don't know what her friend is, refer- is referencing. Right. And I don't know what Erica but, has put out there. That, and, I, and I don't know everything that she's po- posted either. But if if indeed it is... You're posting things that 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 point out hypocrisy or mm-hmm. that point out problems. Right. That's nothing anybody should have any problem with. Right. But except for a perceived, like they know you're an, an atheist, and so therefore they think it's being overly it's critical or anti-Christian. Or, right. But it's it's well, no, that's a problem, no matter where you find it. And what I what I what I really appreciate is that I have some friends who I will post something like that that isn't actually offensive, but they will be offended, and hopefully, my hope is that they will write to me. And we can get that dialogue going. Right. And I can call myself on any bullshit mm-hmm. because there is bullshit because I've said stuff that's, that's bullshit, right. that's offensive. Right. And then, you know, and, and if, if they're being bullshit about it, mm-hmm. we can have that discussion. And that, you know, I think, I think it's important that we interact. I think it's important that we interact with the believing community. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say to to Erica is that you know I think I think there might be something to be gained from uh, from trying to maintain that friendship. If if she if the friend can't handle it, then fuck her. Right. Shuffle off. But I think that there's something good about having believing friends. I think that that that, that having I don't yeah stuff I don't that's think that contra- it's necessary. But if it if you have them and that's what's just sort of ended up happening in your life, I think it's helpful. Because I I I don't even know where I would seek out a believing friend. Because yeah. here's the problem: like people start saying stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't I don't need that being said around me you know what i mean like but you could have that conversation with them i have friends that i've just that i've just said oh you know what that's interesting but i'm not a believer so saying that around me doesn't mean anything to me right and eventually they stop saying that shit when they're around me and they say it at church and i and you know when i get called on saying some bullshit atheist thing around them i stop saying i say that among my friends that i know are atheists and and i'm more careful around them Mm. I'm civil. I believe in well, civility. That's remarkable. <laughs> I'm not trying to hold myself up as any kind of paragon here. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. is that it for? That's, that's it. it, right? We got. We. I do want to thank um, one donor. We've, oh. we've got. Uh, we our donors. You know, we we have the the people that are donating are just amazing. Yeah. Um, and one of our donors recently. Uh, she she had to cancel due to financial oh. issues. And then, by the way, if you have a monthly subscription to us, that's voluntary. You have you're under yeah. you don't have to apologize to us if you yeah. cancel it. Just cancel. We're, we're grateful for whatever we get. Absolutely. But what's amazing is that uh, her boyfriend took up the mantle. No way. And so and so and is donating for both of them now. Well, that's remarkable. So, so Aaron, I wanted to thank Aaron yeah. for for thank his you very much. new subscription. Um, if you want to donate to us, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support button yeah. on the right side right of the there. page. Yep. Should be pretty easy to find. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about, Frank? Well, um, the, the, well we're, we're, I mean, we, we teased it at the beginning. This, mm. you know, we're talking about polygamy. Plural marriage. Yeah. Celestial marriage, mm-hmm. as it was once called by the Mormons. The, de- the decriminalized practice. Yes. The currently decriminalized practice. So, yeah, we talked about that a bit. Um, you but, brought that one but up. But that's but not like, what we're talking about. The, um, the the Mormon church has been going through and sort of very quietly releasing new statements, new documents on their website yeah. about some 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 pieces of their their history that they've been past. hiding from traditionally that, that, yeah that they that they've been very unwilling to uh to, to really confront or talk about openly right and one of these is 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 polygamy and so maybe we should just kind of start with what the traditional sort of line on polygamy was right and and sort of the 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 basic general understanding like right. like we have covered some of this ground we, we so we don't want to spend this. too much time no, but, but i we'll think a quick it. little brief run through will be really beneficial because otherwise right. people aren't going to understand well okay yeah so everybody knows that mormonism practiced this but here's what happened joseph smith the founding the the founder of the of the lds church uh in the what early 1840s yeah somewhere like somewhere that. in that 
but um decided that or rather it was revealed to him by god but you're telling real history here mormons have always had a difficult time accepting there's always been a a, a portion of the the mormon population that's had a difficult time accepting that this was that brigham i'm sorry that joseph smith practiced polygamy it's, a lot of mainstream Mormons are surprised that Joseph Smith that did it. Joseph Smith so, was a polygamist. So here's so here's the Mormon story that I always got, uh, and that is the story of well, yes, the, the I'll, I'll do it in the in the person of of a Mormon trying to mm-hmm. t- tell you about okay, it. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, uh, you know they used to practice uh, plural marriage. And uh, it was a revelation from God. We don't do it anymore. We don't do it anymore. That's so very, so we're always yeah, very quick. To exactly. Say we don't do it anymore. We don't do it anymore. And 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 you know anyone who did do it would be kicked out of the church yeah. now. But uh, it used to be a thing. It was very you know it was important for increasing the number of the of the of church members. And uh, and 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 now we just and and now we don't do it. And, well, there were many women whose husbands had died right. crossing the plains, so they needed uh, someone to look after them. Mm-hmm. Another, a man. It, it wasn't sexual. The, this, the, it, Sometimes it wasn't sexual, and you know we do, we don't need to talk. We don't need to know the whole uh, the ins and outs. But but yes, there were there were men who married several women, uh, and that happened sometimes in the early times of the church. Yeah, they don't talk about. How many wives did Brigham Young have? Oh, no, there's some. There's a few. Some, a few. They made you, you, twenty-seven. It was like thirties. It was no. It was in the fifties. Was it in the fifties? I think. I think. I think for Brother Brigham, and I'm going to look this up right now. Okay. Uh, but I think it was really high. Right. But the the the, the gist of the whole thing is that the, is that they've always had a difficult time really talking about it because they because it was never really talked about. Right. It was this cultural thing. It happened, and uh, and 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 they 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 just Mormons always had a tough time talking about it. <laughs> That's what I always experienced. Yeah. Except when you were like completely surrounded by Mormons, <laughs> then there was like then you know like I I read when I was a kid there was a series of books that I read, um, the Bishop's Horse Race series. What I think it was, it was more Mormon. Fiction, like children's fiction stuff, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was about a polygamist Ooh. family. Oh dear, yeah. So, well, well so so uh, yeah, fifty five uh, wives 55. for for Brother Brigham. Wow, that we know about, <laughs> including uh, at least one that originally was married to Joseph Smith. Well, I mean, <laughs> but he died. She needs another husband. He 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 took over. Oh my gosh! And some of, there's some photos. Some of these one of these women looks like Luke Wilson. Oh my god! She's, she's a handsome woman. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So 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 yeah. I mean, basically, Mormons all knew that it happened, and all really wanted to pretend like it didn't. Right. Um. That was somebody else. That right. was, that, that's those people down there. That right. Do that. So then, but then there were the then. So then there were the people who knew more about it. They're, these were the ones who knew that Joseph Smith uh, had practiced it. Right. And you have to know because it's that it's in the scripture this no, way. I know. I know. But but they ignored it. it. They yeah exactly. But but it's in the scripture that you know that the Lord said to Joseph that to tell his wife his first wife Mary. 
that she had to accept. She right. otherwise she would be wicked. That she right. had to accept that there were there was, there was more girls coming. Right. And uh, and so there was this whole thing about that and and uh, well, he Joe married I don't know how many people he, Joe yeah, married there, and there some controversial not controversial he did some fucked up stuff yeah but um but nonetheless including um, marrying some a couple 14 year old girls mm-hmm. and marrying some uh some women that were already married to other men yes and then this this it was very he was using sex as cult lead the way that cult leaders use and i said sex. mary i meant emma i don't know why i said mary his his first wife was emma smith yeah and that was yeah. weird um another point of confusion Mm. Uh, in sort of the, the, the timeline is the ending of polygamy mm. with the manifesto. Um, a lot of Mormons were very uncomfortable with the idea that um, after uh, uh, Wilfred Woodruff, uh, then president of the church in 19, I'm sorry, in 1890, um, issued this manifesto ending polygamy. Mm officially for the church it's they called uncom- the manifesto they were uncomfortable with the idea that polygamous marriages continued to be sanctioned after that point it, it would because officially clearly, officially the prophet, for the longest time that did not happen once the prophet because we know that once the prophet says something right it's right. done right done and so very you, you brought up the fact if you brought up the fact that like in canada and mexico in particular where it wasn't explicitly illegal the polygamy or, or wasn't being pursued the way or it was being pursued, being pursued then it was uh it was still happening it was still happening but what they didn't but i mean so so what's interesting what's fascinating is that on lds.org they have come out with another statement not unlike the statement the bombshell that they dropped about the the church's history with black folks right they come out with a statement called plural marriages or no, sorry, plural marriage and families in early Utah. Right. Interesting that they that they're saying in early Utah that they're not going back to Joe Smith in the title. Right. Yeah. But there you go, because he never made it to Utah. But I mean, they get to that in paragraph two. Indeed. Like they they're not bearing it. No, they're so. not. And as a matter of fact, they're being quite open, and not just about the fact that it happened, but about post manifesto polygamy. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. Yeah. They're really talking about history, and that, that's, that's the thing that they're facing it. They're right. actually starting to face their history. And all the, the, the reason that they're facing their history is because and, – and they're actually officially stating it to their membership on their website and to the world, I guess. Yeah. But, but their members were starting to get online <laughs> and look around Find and be out. like, what the hell? And then they would like talk to their you know local leaders, right? And their local leaders would give them the 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 party line, right? Which was always the the him hawy weird stuff we started with, and uh, and it was really rocking their world. And a lot of people were kind of leaving the church leaving yeah. over a lot of this stuff, which they, they still should do because this well, is still, still really should. messed up shit. Yeah, of course, it still is, but. <laughs> Clearly, when you discover truth out in, you know, mm-hmm. out there, right, and that doesn't jive with what your your religious leaders are, are telling you, right, that's a crisis. It can cause a crisis of faith. It's a pretty interesting so thing because they're trying to get ahead of the story. Yeah, they're getting out in front of it. They're 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 doing some good <laughs> PR stuff now. <laughs> Which, like which, actually, which may like, hurt them for a minute, but but in the long term, the long they're, term, they're finally right. realizing that like 
Yeah, the truth is out there. If kids grow up with these, with 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 the history being taught to them a little bit, a little, just that much closer to the to the truth, right? Right. That the, the, the they're. I mean, they're not digging up. They're not the the the, the bad shit here. But they are at least being honest about the stuff that doesn't look all that bad. And, of course, they yeah. if they are the ones crafting the message, then they get to say things like, after the manifesto, monogamy was, a, was advocated in, church, in the church, both over the pulpit and through the press. On an, ex, on an exceptional basis, some new plural marriages were performed between 1890 and 1904 especially in Mexico and Canada, outside the jurisdiction of, the U- of U.S. law. I love a the exceptional s- basis. A small number of plural marriages were performed within the United States during those years. In 1904, the church strictly prohibited blah, 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 blah. I didn't know it was so soon that, 19, that it ended in 1904. That's, yeah, I mean, but what, I, mean, what, I mean, they are leaving out some key things, like the fact that it was w- Wilford Woodruff himself who took another wife uh-huh. after the manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, there, there's some real bullshit happening. Because right. for the longest time, they would be like, well, once, once that happened, if there were plural marriages, even though informed people were like, well, the, yeah, there may have been some, some people, some outliers who are still right. taking another wife. But, but, I mean, everyone frowned on it. And, you know, if you were caught, you'd be blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was sanctioned. Was this yeah. shit happened. Yeah. The man himself took one. Yeah. So, yeah, the the manifesto, I mean, seems seems to me to have been just some lip service. Well, he, he but, had his but he had, but he had to follow through on it. The, the, the problem is that eventually, well, eventually they had to because they wanted statehood and because the U.S. government was actually threatening to like well, yeah, confiscate but, their stuff. Yeah, it wasn't but, just statehood. It was like they were going to lose millions of dollars worth of like stuff that they had that they had. Yeah, but nine, property. The, Utah was a state before 1904. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like they, they were continuing to do this. But the, I'm talking about the, the impetus for the manifesto. Oh yeah, was all of these the, things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they oh, they still did it. But but eventually, you know, prying eyes will will see what's going on. Oh my goodness, and. Oh, well, and also, so much was going and on. And also, you can't just put a manifesto out into the world that says, hey, our church isn't doing this anymore, and then keep doing it, because you're going to have the same problem of members going, hey, wait a minute. Remember when you why said... Why are you lying? Why, are, why has our church suddenly become the church of lying? Yeah. That seems wrong. Yeah. That seems bad. Yeah. Anyway. So and, and I will say this. They are continuing with this document to paint... A rosy picture of polygamy. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Mormon polygamy as practiced in Utah, well, as practiced in Mormonism. Right. Um, was, uh, uh, it, it, it really was, it, it really wasn't, there weren't problems. Oh, no. It, it was, it was, I mean, they, these were just regular old families. And they were good, good, you know, good people and, and blah, blah, blah. For, for example, there's this like list of, um, let's see, plural marriage. Did result in a large, uh, in the birth of large numbers of children. Okay. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, it did. It, it, let's see. It also shaped 19th century Mormon society in other ways. Marriage became available to virtually all who desired it. Per capita inequality of wealth was diminished as economically disadvantaged women married into more financially stable households, <laughs> and ethnic intermarriages 
were increased, which helped to unite a diverse immigrant population. Plural marriage also helped create and strengthen a sense of cohesion and group identification among Latter-day Saints. <laughs> so, I mean, they were, especially that last one, they are, like, trying to... Yeah. They, you know, the great, great thing about polygamy is that we all kind of... Uh, we, we all kind of related to each other because we were all the outsiders. And, what, I, uh, what I really am interested in, and maybe we should maybe we should do some sort of thing. We should ask some people about this. But mm-hmm. I, what I'm interested in is that now, now that the church has sort of painted this picture of how how good it was for then, how you know how many benefits mm-hmm. it had, yeah, and now that it's been uh, decriminalized, mm-hmm. I wonder what mainstream mormons have to say about it it's still not okay in mormon church but you got to think like it's in your scripture god's said you're supposed to do it and then they and then god said you're not supposed to do it but surely yeah they played it there was a really interesting dance around that like it said they start with basically an omission uh, (coughs) saying that we don't really know why we don't we don't really know why God instituted polygamy. That mysterious for, bastard. For fifty years, fifty some <laughs> odd years. We, we we it's it's a mystery. It really is. It's you know, and that's just it's it just seems so disingenuous to me. <laughs> it's so stupid. We don't understand why. Well But here's the thing but most don't Mormons underst- most current Mormons are horrified by it. Oh yeah. They wouldn't jump back into it. They're horrified by yeah. that thought. That thought is like the worst thought in the world yeah. to most current Mormons. Oh, yeah. So now now it's just like, hey, you guys could do it again if you wanted to. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I don't know if they... I mean, it's not legal. It's been decriminalized. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that like they couldn't have legal marriages to each other, but if they wanted to be sealed in the temple to multiple women or whatever... Could, nobody could stop them. Nobody could stop them. That's true. It's it. That's now okay by law, just not okay by because of that whole manifesto. Well, we so maybe they call need call upon they the need, downtown church right. to start practicing to reinstitute their, their faith. That's right. But the Lord, go back the, to Doctrine and Covenants. Right. What is it? Chapter one thirty or? But the through know, history, the Lord has instituted polygamy at different times. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the Lord's people stopped practicing it. Mm-hmm. So it, that was a practice for that time. <laughs> That's not a practice for this time. Right. This time is clearly not a time when polygamy makes sense for the Lord's we, people. We need to come up with a good argument to, 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 to make to them that they need to start doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. They're losing a lot of their weirdness, and they were thriving on weird for the longest time. That was what kept them together as a people. They were a peculiar people. A peculiar people. And now they're just normal. Anglicans. Mittens Romney Mormons. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, we mentioned all of the polygamy that was going on in, in Mexico. That's yeah. the stock from which Mitt arose. No, that's true. His grandfather was was in Mexico mm-hmm. with one of those polygamous communities. Yeah. So there His you go. His father bo- was born in Mexico, right? Born in Mexico. Wasn't George Romney born in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Crazy, which makes Mitt. I don't know. Was was George an undocumented? <laughs> no, he was some undocumented immigrant. That's right. Le- running GM, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Mitt didn't play up his Mexican heritage. 
<laughs> to appeal to the Latino vote. <laughs> I'm one of you guys. <laughs> well, it's like him trying to be a one of anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. He can't Except even for the one percent. I think even some Mormons were like, You're not one of us. <laughs> you you're you're from billions of dollars. You're not one of us. <laughs> anyway. There you well, go. More, more. Woo. That was a rambly mess. Keep, but. keep with us as as the Mormons come up with more and more weird shit, <laughs> and they admit to uh, more and more things about their past. Yeah, we'll All have right. we'll have nothing to call them on anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> Which is, well, we'll have to call them on that. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are calling you out, Mormon Church. You stop being weird. <laughs> You've lost your weird edge. <laughs> oh, What's right. the matter with you? Well, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is a great way to follow us during the week. Right. And uh, see what Mackenzie's putting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And if you need to write directly to us, a good way to do that is to write us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at 424-666-8442. That's the way. All right. Well, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. Yeah. Thanks uh, to Mackenzie for uh, taking care of our uh, social media, and uh, thanks to you hey, for listening. Listener. Happy <laughs> holidays. Ha- Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry goddamn fucking Christmas. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>